Okay then, um, Out of the Ashes, uh, we're just actually about to launch our third album um, and we go out into churches and sometimes tiny churches and sometimes very big churches. Taking encouragement, I think it's perhaps the best description. What God's really, really put onto our hearts is that in the, I want to call it the Western world, um, we're very inclined to, well, first of all, we're an aging population. There are, and certainly in the UK now, there are now more people over 85 than there are under 20. And I don't know how that reflects in Australia, but I can imagine there are similarities. But at the same time, we're inclined to feel pointless as we grow older. We get, we get put on the sidelines. We get given to feel that we no longer really have anything else to do and we should hand it all over to young people. And of course, you know, it is great to bring young people along and to encourage them. But what God's really put onto our hearts is we need to be getting out there and saying, hang on a second, we are God's army. No matter how old we are, we're God's army. He's got stuff for us to do. It's exciting. It's stuff that we can really get engaged with. And when we hand it over to him and say, okay, Lord, use me, then amazing things happen and lives are transformed. Well, it's wonderful to uh, to hear you explain that because I, I am on a bit of a high. I just watched one of your video clips on YouTube before called What Love Can Do, where you, you burst into a cafe and start singing this wonderful jazzy soul kind of music uh, in there. Tell us the story behind that song. Well, um, What Love Can Do is a, a, a reflection on the fact that when Jesus did miracles, he wasn't just performing tricks. When we see God doing miracles, he's not performing tricks. He's not kind of showing off. It's an expression of his extraordinary love. Some of the stories I've heard of, of miracles, they're, they're just in the most unlikely situations. And they're just God saying, I, I love you. I love you so much. I want you to be healed. I want you to be better. And just real expressions of his love. And it was this realization that that I would love to be able to, to lay hands on somebody and see them walk again. But actually, it's God's love that makes it happen. Mm. And so it's, the song was called What Love Can Do, and it's all about that. Beautiful, beautiful. And it's a great, fun video clip where you, you storm into the cafe. I understand you had a bit of an altercation with the door on the way in. Is that right? <laughs> At the end of the video, you'll notice it says thank you to Smokey Joe's, which is a little cafe where we shot it. And we had to put a little sign on there saying, sorry about the door. <laughs> um, 
And that was because if, if you saw at the beginning, of course, we came around the corner in the old army jeep. We were all, there were 12 of us all piled onto this army jeep. And it came around the corner and um, screeched to a halt outside Smokey Joe's. And um, we were meant to leap off and go hurtling into the cafe. Now, I'm not the world's best listener, which is perhaps not a great thing for a, a prayerful woman to admit. But uh, uh, what had actually been said to us by the cameraman is get off, but then get straight back on because we're going to reverse up and we're going to do the shot again. But I hadn't listened. So I came leapt off and I went hurtling in Smokey Joe's didn't realise the door was shut and it was a big glass door so I smacked into this door and I actually broke the safety glass of my head which is a real comment on how utterly indestructible I am because the following day I barely even had a bruise everybody said Penny we need to take the hospital I was going no 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 I'm fine honestly I'm fine so um, it's slightly embarrassing but hey ho now let's let's backtrack a little bit and hear your story. So tell us where, what part of the UK were you, were you born and raised in? I was born in East Anglia in Suffolk. Um, I was I was born in Bury St Edmunds Hospital, in spite of my mother trying to assure me that I was born under the kitchen table. Mm-hmm. I, I think I was born in Bury St Edmunds Hospital, which is much less exciting. Uh, but I grew up in Dorset on the south coast. Um, my parents were farmers. Um, and I left home after my A-levels and went off. I joined a big, well-known retailer for a while, um, and then I went into marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, it was while I was in marketing that I met my husband, Kevin, who was the other half of Out of the Ashes. And I, kind of the rest, the rest is history. Tell so, us about your faith journey. Was there a conversion experience somewhere along the way? No, it, well... I'm one of those people that always seem to have had an awareness of God and an awareness of God looking after me. Um, As I look back right the way through, um, there was this relationship with God. What had to happen was that I had to gradually come to understand who God was. Um, I also, I think, had quite a big experience with I was one of those people, I can't deny it, that, that kind of got to about 30 and felt that I was in a, that Christianity was kind of being in a club of nice people. Um, and I actually had to come to terms with the fact that I was a sinner um, and Jesus Christ saved me. And that was actually a very big moment in my life, that realizing that this God who had been so present in my life all through my history, um, was that, had actually done so much more for me than just acknowledge that I was, you know, quite a nice person and I paid my taxes on time. And I think there are probably an awful lot of us that do fall into that trap of thinking that as long as we're good people, we'll be all right. And, you know, as long you know, um, and the sudden realization that Jesus Christ died for me and actually I was a lot grubbier than I realized if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And this transformed relationship that came out of that was quite, quite big for me, as it would be for anybody, I think. And I'd love to know if there's many Christian bands that have influenced you over the years. Like, I'm a massive fan of Delirious and of the Wren Collective. And, you know, you've got so many great artists in the UK. Is there any that have really influenced and and impacted you over the years? Christian 
artists actually know not the, the, the thing about the Rain Collective and Delirious, they're very much worship artists. Mm. Um, and we kind of we kind of describe our music as witness. Mm. Um, it's not the kind of music that you're likely to particularly want to sing in church on a Sunday morning. But it's the kind of stuff that you will probably want to listen to and want to know the story behind. Very often the stories are about where God is in the midst of grief, where God is in the midst of difficulties. I think the thing that's really important to say here is that I'm an, an awful lot of musicians are in their 20s to 30s. Kevin and I are in our late 50s and he's he's just over 60. And we find it really exciting that just when we'd, we'd both been musicians all our lives in one way or another. I had a brief period as um, a professional when I was in my early 20s. And we kind of felt it was all behind us. And we kind of felt this kind of sadness that, oh, well, there's never really going to be anything anything exciting for us musically. And, and of course, what's really interesting, I went through this process I was just describing of getting to really not understand what Jesus Christ had done for me. And I realized with, that within a year of that, this kind of tap got switched on. And Kevin and I suddenly started writing music. And before we knew it, we had 17 songs, and of which 12 were chosen for our first album, The Garden. Um, and we still didn't really know what God was doing with us. It was kind of, well, this is very nice, Lord, but, you know, I was at the time 52. I'm 52, Lord, you know, but, you know, you, musicians don't do this at 52 and start with their first album at 52. What's this about, God? And he gradually made it very clear to us that it's all about doing something new in your life and that as we grow older, and we're starting to feel that we're seeing doors close. We get to that point in life where our children are starting to grow up. They don't need us quite so much anymore. We get to a point where we realize that if I want to change my job now, it's probably too late to retrain. And you start feeling doors close. And actually, that starts frighteningly early. It can start at 35. And what God wanted to demonstrate with us is that he can do a new thing in our lives. No matter how old we are, he can do a new thing, and it'll be exciting, and it'll take you forward on another amazing adventure. Like God just, God just loves to take us on adventures, and that seems to be what he's been doing with us. Well, it's wonderful to hear uh, a bit of your your backstory, and uh, you know, talking about those those songs that you that you wrote in your first album. There, tell us a bit about your songwriting process. How do the songs come to you? They come in all sorts of ways. Um, on the new album, there are two songs, which the new album's coming out in November, um, and there are two songs that both of them, when 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 they came to us, they kind of, the immediate thing was. Well, that doesn't really fit with the rest of what we do. But they were just going round and round and round in my head. And I just had this lyric and a melody that was just going round and round and round in my head. And it it came like a gift. They both came like a gift. And sometimes songs do come like a gift. Um, sometimes they come as a result of, of real pain that you actually have to deal with and work through. And then when you've done it, you've got to write about it. So on the first album, there was a song called Life Goes On. 
And it was about that real pain that happens to everybody somewhere in life. Jesus made no bones about the fact that there will be pain, there will be difficulty, there will be hardship. Um, But what's extraordinary is that God is so gracious through that. And for for Kevin and me, for example, we had, um, we've got one boy, to quote another parent, in in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, and we wanted another child and actually what happened is just miscarriage after miscarriage and I had 10 miscarriages and I was pretty cross by the end of it and and then it was it was just God's grace in showing me that it was okay and he was with me and he was able to deal with my anger and my disappointment so so writing about that was was a natural also, sometimes completely different situation. Kevin will just simply come up with a with a riff. He's a guitarist predominantly. Um, he plonks around on the piano a bit and he plays drums a bit, but predominantly he's a guitarist. And he'll have a riff and it just begs for something. And so that will actually suggest lyrics. And sometimes I will have something I want to write about and that will suggest a melody. So it can go in all different directions. And it can be downright hard work at times, and sometimes it can just be an, a joy of, of ease that leaves you surprised and breathless. Wonderful. Well, it's so exciting to hear what God is doing through Out of the Ashes. Now, I'm, I'm dying to know about the uh, the meaning behind the name. What, what's the what's the heart behind the, the name Out well, of the know, Ashes? I to, yeah, I have to say, we didn't know what the meaning behind the name was we, when, when it came out. On the very first album, we the gospel choir that we run is called the Beacon Gospel Choir, and so we, it just seemed obvious as the, the the bulk of the band that that supports Out of the Ashes were the band that supports the gospel choir. It just seemed an obvious name to call them Beacon. Um, but Andy Baker, who's the person that's behind the production on Out of the Ashes. Um, he said, "Yeah, Beacon's not a good name." So we started casting around for names, and you do the, you do the thing of getting thesauri out. Is that the plural of a thesaurus? <laughs> those things, anyway. Um, we got one of those out. We get dictionaries out, and you get musical dictionaries out, and you scour the internet, and came up with this whole list of names. Um, and there was this name out of the ashes um, that felt right, but we didn't know why. And I have to say, it wasn't until Love Can Be a Bumpy Road that we realized what God was doing us with the name Out of the Ashes. And it's out of the ashes of your life, I can do something new and exciting. And this is what God loves to do for us. Just when we've completely given up on ourselves, that's where he can really do his most amazing works. And you look at the number of people who've had their lives transformed but it ha- we have to get to a point where we virtually are ash sometimes before God really gets the freedom to do the great things he does with us. So well said, and uh, I'm so glad to hear that that is the uh, the meaning behind the band, and it's nothing to do with the ashes in cricket. No, nothing to do with the action. Nothing to do. Good. Okay, very good. <laughs> Just thought I'd clear that up. Well, it is wonderful to connect with you today, uh, Penny. I think you're a history maker. And if people want to find out more, they can go along to Out of the Ashes Music on Facebook or they can go to outoftheashes.com and find more information. You're also on uh, Twitter and YouTube. Uh, jazz, R&B and swing with gospel roots. They're described as Out of the Ashes. Uh, wonderful to connect with you today. And thanks for joining us Brilliant. from the mother country. 
country in uh, in the UK. God bless. I, I love to think of us as the mother country. It makes me really <laughs> happy. <laughs> but one last thing, yes. and that is, if any anybody would like, we would love to come over to Australia. Yeah. So if anybody would like to invite us over to come to their church, even if it's something, even if it's a tiny church with twelve people. Those are often the churches that really need encouragement. So talk to us. We would love to come over. Well, there's an open invitation. People just need to search for Out of the Ashes uh, on, on the internet and Facebook and they'll find all the information. Lovely to talk to you today. God bless. Thank you very much indeed, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.